showing everybody how to grow their confidence One for all and gold like Donovan Gold So we go Beyond the Game Welcome to episode 9 of the Beyond the Game podcast This is the Leadership Academy Armed with international perspective, Mark Morella joins us in this week's episode of the podcast. Mark began an organization that is most certainly going to change the lives of millions of people worldwide. Not only is he saving our environment, but also providing homes for those without. I don't want to tell you too much about it before the man gets to tell you about it himself. Mark, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, Shaka. It's nice, it's nice to be here, and it's honestly, it's a pleasure to to be on this podcast with you today man that that that's so awesome you you are doing amazing things and i i'm so excited to to get talking about this because i think you know the, the way our world is going we need more people like you <laughs> in this world and i i can only hope that with your words today you can inspire someone else to to take that step of leadership and to and just to make a change to make a change that they see in that they need in this world yeah for sure so yeah. be, before we hop on give, give us a little bit about you what is the organization that you run okay so the organization organization i run is called green bricks so what is green bricks you may be asking so green bricks is a venture that essentially remolds plastic waste into bricks for the construction of affordable safe and sustainable housing mm. and just like i said we take plastic that um, isn't being recycled and we turn them into bricks to make affordable housing. We're we're just in the prototyping stage right now. We know that this technology works, but we want to adapt it to our Canadian climate because Mm -hmm. the people I want to serve are the people in our own communities. That's, that, that's a little that's, bit about green bricks man that that's so incredible i'm i'm just thinking to myself plastic bricks i don't it doesn't make any sense in my head but like you said the 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 technology works to and to and to be able to reduce the amount of plastic waste that we have in this world like we've we've all we've all seen the the images of of like bottles in the ocean and um yeah. you know the poor turtles with straws in their noses and so you know mm-hmm. uh where I, I feel like with, with green bricks, you're, you're removing that, that plastic from the ocean. You're, you're helping to save the environment. And that's a huge, huge thing. Uh, then you exactly. said, you said, you mentioned, uh, you, you mentioned that you want to serve the community here in Canada. I think that's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Can you talk a, bit, a little bit about your international adventures as well? Yeah. So I guess this idea of green bricks started coming to me after So I used to live in Peru for seven years. And while living in Peru, I worked for a nonprofit organization called Techo Para Mi País. Um, Translated into English is a roof over my country. Mm. Um, And essentially, as a volunteer, what we would do is we would fundraise a certain amount of money and then give it back to this nonprofit. And then this nonprofit would provide us with the materials to build houses in the slums outside of the capital in Lima and I always had this aspiration to help people with housing it's at, since a young age and then it's it's funny because one day I was looking through my I was looking through my Facebook feed and then I saw a company in Colombia um, making essentially bricks out of plastic hmm. and I was like that's that's kind of interesting like why aren't more people doing this and what was more interesting for me is 
they're not only using two types of plastic. This company found a way to recycle more than two types of plastic. So that's a little bit of how I, I got that idea. And I guess when I started, well, when I started university, we had a lot of, well, we have incubators, we have accelerators on campus. And that's sort of where that, where Greenbrick's journey began because I had this idea and I wanted to turn it into a business. And I didn't know how to, how to get from an idea to a business. So, and I didn't know that there was, there are people out there that help you with that. I didn't know, I didn't have a concept of, entrepreneurship yet. Mm-hmm. and yeah that's sort of how how i came up with that with this idea man I, I think i think that's so cool you know see seeing it from an early age or seeing it look one way and then being able to translate it and make it what it is now you know i think that yeah. like the the steps that you took from there to where you are now are just incredible um and i know it's not it's not a very easy thing to do it is not a very easy thing to do. And for you to, to have done that and are continuing to do that, I think it's absolutely incredible. Thank you. Of course, yeah, of it's, course. It's, it's not easy, easy, but nothing in life is easy, right? Everything is a learning curve. Absolutely. You're 100% true on that one. So before we keep going, can you give us one interesting fact about you? Yeah, for sure. Um, an interesting fact about me is uh, I've lived in six different countries. Um, and two, two of those being Peru, as I mentioned, and Russia. Nice. So that's, a, that's a little interesting fact. About what me. are the other four other than Canada? So um, so I, I grew up, I was born in Spain, and then I moved to Barbados. And oh, from nice. Barbados, I moved to Russia. Okay. From Russia, I moved to Peru. And from Peru, I moved to Austria, Vienna, Vienna, Austria. And from there, Canada. Wow. I've never lived in Canada before. Yeah. Wow. That's that that's that sounds pretty cool. Why why did you move so much? Uh for my my father's um job. So he he works for the UN. So every four okay. years we would have to move, but we spent more time in Peru because of his work. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's really cool and um one thing one thing that i i've learned because I've, I've also lived in multiple countries you know before moving to canada one thing i've learned is that you know living in different countries gives you a different perspective on people on life um i, I feel it feel it gives you a sense of empathy that you wouldn't have otherwise you know and i i, 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 I finally that, agree with yeah, hundred percent. You know, I, I find that people yeah. who do end up traveling and or have those experiences typically want to serve a lot more. They see not necessarily your need, but they see people's hearts and um, you know they see how people are living. And even though no one no one will complain about their life, but you see how you can make their lives easier. And so you want yeah. to serve and and do more people. I I love that. That that's awesome. Yeah, and what. What I find um, quite amazing is anywhere you go, whether like, I don't know, everyone has, every in every country that I've lived in, um, people are very humble. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that is my motivating, like seeing their humbleness makes me much more humble. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah, hundred no, percent. I I completely understand that. That makes complete sense. And 
so like living living in in many different countries and seeing like you said seeing the humility in the way that people live it it gives you a new sense of a new sense of life you know you see you see things a lot differently like now now that i live here in vancouver like i see or even when i lived in in ontario i saw how my family and i were living and i was and i was able to think back to the way we used to live or how other people around me lived and i was like wow i'm so grateful for everything here and it it caused me to you know, I, I can I can have I can have bougie. I like to say I have bougie dreams, but I don't live bougie life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I can I can yeah. like nice things, but like I'm not going to uh, necessarily chase after. Not like there's anything bad for it. Not like there's anything no. bad about it. But I I want to live life a little differently because I, I see the joy in other people's lives, and that's that's the type of joy that I aspire to have. You know, so no, I exactly. I fully I fully understand what you're saying. Exactly. People who literally I've seen people who don't have that much, but they're still like they're ha- they're so happy. Yeah. And that's I know I, I really like that. It, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And no, th- thank you for sharing that. That, that that's get that gives a, a lot that explains a lot about you. And it's it's awesome. It's awesome to hear. It's awesome to have that that knowledge now. Thank you. No problem, man. So <laughs> let's talk, let's talk a little bit about leadership now. In your definition, what is leadership to you? So leadership to me is someone who influences the energy in the room. Mm. Um, they don't they don't adapt to it. Um, essentially, like it's it's about setting out to be a leader. Mm-hmm. It's not about making. It's not about setting out to be a leader. It's about making a difference. Mm. Um, it's a goal and not a role. Mm-hmm. And that's my definition of what a leadership is i i think i think that's super important you know it's 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 a goal not a role i think that that's what we say right it's a goal not a role yeah i think i yeah. think that's super important to 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 keep in mind because it's it's anybody can be given the title of leader but if that isn't you at your core if you are if you do not want to own that if that is not your goal yeah you're you're not going to lead well you know and so and so sorry sorry go ahead no 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 that's exactly right you you can't just give someone a title as a leader if they don't feel like they're ready to lead right exactly exactly and I think I think it takes it takes a lot of courage to to step up and and be that leader because at the end of the day you're not you know that not everybody's going to agree with what you say not everybody is going to like what you're doing or the way you approach it, but you have mm-hmm. to do certain things in order to 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 get the best possible outcome, you know. And um, and I especially think about entrepreneurs, like the way, the, the courage and the discipline mm-hmm. that it takes to start mm-hmm. an an organization, to start a venture, and to see it. To, to see it through is 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 immense because at you know people it's they people say that most small businesses fail very early because the person doesn't have the stamina to keep going right so mm-hmm. and you know you have, you have to love what you do and do what you love and if that's part of it if being a leader in that sense is a part of it by all means go for it more luck more more prayers and luck to you so no i think i think that's a great definition i think that's a great definition 
Thank you. No problem. It, it, how did you how did you come up with your definition? So when I first started to define leadership, my first instinct was to look it up in a dictionary, right? Mm -hmm. But then I realized that in order to give a true definition, it had to come from my own experience. Yeah. So yeah. leaders, I what I wrote about lead, my definition of leadership is how I experienced leadership mm -hmm. throughout Greenbricks is throughout my startup. Yeah. And I've seen um, leadership of my definition of leadership evolve, especially since I started Greenbricks when it was only me. Mm. And then once I once I noticed and I came I came to realize that I can't do any everything on my own because you know I have I'm working I'm I'm studying I'm working and I'm also starting startup. So I had to bring more people on board. And that's when I was like, wow, like now I'm responsible for all these people and I have to keep everyone balanced so everyone works together. And that's sort of how I came up with my definition. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think the beauty of it is when you start with them in the beginning, they sort of see how your leadership grows, right? Yeah. yeah. So compared to when you first started when, I don't know, for me, when I when I first had everyone on one call, um, <laughs> I didn't really know how to lead <laughs> the call. Yeah. So, and I didn't want to give the impression that I didn't know what I was doing, yeah. but yeah. having people on your team to understand that you're new to this and that, you know, it's a learning curve. Mm -hmm. um, it really helps. And mm -hmm. especially it helps when the people on your team have the same goal as you do. Absolutely. I feel like it's hard to lead people when, they have different goals in mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that you're you're complete. You're completely right. How many people do you have on your on your team? Right uh, now? Currently, I have um, three people, um, nice. not including the professor that's helping us with the prototyping. Okay. Okay. Very nice. And uh, and does each person so, uh, serve a particular role, or is or is everybody kind of doing everything together? So, so yeah, every, um, so I just brought on board a, an architect and she studies at the same university I do. So that, and it was actually someone, the first, per, first person I had on my team actually referenced this, referenced her to me. So yeah. it's nice to have two people on the team that know each other. That's amazing. And that, yeah. yeah. So it made, it made that, um, made that relationship grow quicker than what it what it would have been if I didn't have known wouldn't have known them. Mm -hmm. so that's so yeah I to answer your question I do have different people for different roles okay and I choose the people I basically the roles if I look for someone to complete a role is because I can't do it yeah yeah and and for as an as someone who's leading a group, I also like to learn from it. So, from the people on my team, I ask them to to teach me, right? Mm -hmm. Like those skills that I don't know, so I can, you know, give them better advice on what to improve in. Because if I'm not, if I'm if, if I'm no expert in what they're doing, like you know, how how can they grow? Right? So, <laughs> exactly. 
Now, can, can we talk a bit about your role with, with Green Bricks? Obviously, yeah. you, start, you started off as the founder, the, you began Green Bricks. Um, how has it evolved over time? Okay, so before, before we get there, what is it that you do at this moment? So currently, um, I'm working um, towards the prototyping yeah. and making sure that, because, you know, COVID has really set everything back. Mm -hmm. um, because we have a space on campus that um, we're going to be using to prototype, but because campuses are closed, um, we're, we're mm -hmm. stuck in that sense. So that really was a drawback because without a working prototype, you can't raise that many funds. Yeah. So currently I'm working towards, you know, building up social media. Um, I'm doing everything that I could do from home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and making use of time. So building up social media, contacting different different uh, pitch competitions to hopefully earn some funds through that, as well as um, I'm, well, I've, every two weeks, I sort of, well, we, we have a group call, right? And mm -hmm. we talk about what we can do next. And that's sort of what I do. There's not, it's hard because there's not much I can do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from home especially with the stay in home order yeah but but there are a lot of back-end things like the website um, social media um, reaching out to different people in the construction space mm -hmm. and which has been working out really well i have a few calls uh, next week um to talk about they i've the thing is when good thing about uh, pitching um, my idea on campus is that there are different judges and different judges remember your pitch. So when they, mm. when they meet different people in that area, they, they reference you to them. So one of those people got back to me and they're, um, they're going to be making 40, 40 houses in Alberta. Wow. So he sort of wants to talk to me about, yeah, about green bricks. And That's really cool. Yeah. That, no, that, yeah, that, but, that is really cool. What are what are these pitch competitions? Are they essentially you go and you you kind of give your is it is it kind of like a dragon's den type idea where you go and you you pitch it and then you get investors or do you just pitch in order to uh, I win money? I don't I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. So th there are different types of pitches. So the ones that I've been doing on campus essentially the way it works is there are different teams. Mm -hmm. And if they qualify for the pitch competition, then they're asked to pitch. And there are different rounds of pitching. So the greater the funds are, the more rounds there are because they want to make sure the right venture gets the money. Mm -hmm. um, so essentially, there are three, three or four judges and they judge you based on a criteria. And then if you make it, you make it to the next round. And then you, it's sort of a competition, mm -hmm. hence like pitch competition, where you're competing against other um, startups. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what I like about the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship role, yeah. because I see so many ideas that are, they're different every time. Mm -hmm. And every time I talk to someone, it's just, I don't know, it blows my mind what people can come up with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's also really cool because now you're hearing different ideas that 
you know, de depending depending on what your startup is, you could potentially incorporate some aspect of of other people's ideas into yours, right? Um, exactly. Obviously, without stealing patents or intellectual property, but um, yeah, there you can be influenced by so many so many things around you, and you're able to influence others as well. So I think that not only is a great area to go and achieve or to go and and get funds, but also it's a great you know, for, for lack for lack of a better term, uh, like test tube or a great great environment to to grow your own creative ideas or to to grow your own you know your your own ideas for startups. So I I think that that's awesome and that I've I've never thought about those. Those are really cool. Yeah. Right. Essentially like if back when you were starting beyond the game, um if you wanted to well if you wanted to get more funding for it. Yeah, you would have you would have pitched as well, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's you're an entrepreneur as well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> exactly, man. The, the 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 grind the grind is difficult because you're up at all hours of the night or all day just figuring out how to get your your thing going, and you're trying to contact people, trying to get people to be interested. And I feel I feel mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, you're talking about your venture over and over and over and over and over again i remember when i when i first started i remember when i first started like i i didn't have an elevator pitch i didn't have something that was short and concise like i would just start talking about my passions and how much i loved you know the people i worked with and like it was a great pitch but then like people started kind of you know after some time that like, we've heard it before i'm like all right cool let me and eventually i was able to cut it down to this is what we are this is what we do and like now people are like Huh, that's really cool. Tell me more, and then they're interested, and then they start pulling mm -hmm. in. I think, yeah. um, I think that a lot of people who take on the just tangent, but I think a lot of people who take on the uh, the entrepreneur role uh, also think that you know, oh, I get to work for myself. It's it's gonna be super easy. No, it's not. No, no, <laughs> no. it's not. Stop lying to yourself. No, you are going to work tirelessly on this thing. One, because you love it and you want it to succeed, and two, because yeah no one else is going to do it for you <laughs> right exactly exactly you have no one holding your hand so no. if you if if you really want your your end goal to happen you you've got to work for it you've got to work for it absolutely yeah. it will only go as far as you take it it will only go as far exactly. as you take it you could have all the dreams in the world but like if you're not going to work for it i you know tough luck it's, it's not going to happen exactly. so be prepared yeah. be prepared for it because it's a grind grind yeah and it's important to also to learn from your mistakes yeah right? yeah while going through it and not get not not bring yourself down if there's a road bump in the way right absolutely if yeah if if there's someone something in your way that you know is stopping you learn from it mm -hmm. and then become better at it there's exactly. a saying that i like which is fail fast fail better mm -hmm. and that's something that i I go by a lot. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's super important, you know. And um, you know, when I, when I was playing football, a lot of times coaches would say, "If you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake at a hundred miles an hour." So it, it's essentially the same thing mm -hmm. you're saying, like fail fast, like go go at it full speed, make a mistake, yeah. okay, now correct it and go at it full speed again. Exactly. Like, or let's keep learning, let's keep getting better as we grow. Um, you you mentioned uh, before we talked about leadership, and uh, we talked we talked about um, how 
you know, over time it, it, it can evolve. How has, how has your, how has your leadership evolved over time as you've grown in Greenbricks? So first starting Greenbricks, I didn't have a sense of like leadership, mm-hmm. so to say, because I was leading myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you, once you bring other people on board, then your definite my definition of leadership that's when it started to grow stronger because mm-hmm. now now it wasn't only just me and now it's now i'm bringing other people on board and they have the same goals but as a leader i need to guide them yeah. in order to reach those goals because in the end of the day it is is an idea that i have it might be their end goal as well but in order for my ideas to work out in order for for green bricks to work out the way I want it to work mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. everyone has to be on the same page. And I feel like having a sense of leadership um, helps everyone be on that same page. So even when having the first person on the team, I was a little struggling with giving them things to do, you know, to advance with green bricks. But then once I got the hang of it, then I was like, all right, why not challenge myself? more and bring someone else on board and mm-hmm. see how that goes and it's it's scary because leadership more people that follow your dream I don't, I don't know if this makes sense but more people that follow you the more sense of responsibility and leadership you have yeah absolutely absolutely no i'm i want one thing that I will always hold near and dear to to my heart is that I want to be able to take care of the people who put their trust in me. You know what I mean? It's like like with yeah. the people with the people on my team. My my team has grown um, a lot since since the beginning, and I'm I'm so grateful for that. You know, and um, I you know so I, now I'm I'm able to delegate tasks and and have people work work with other people that want to work with us. So like I'm not doing everything myself, and um, you know, and one thing I've I've always been is someone who who likes to protect people. You know, and mm-hmm. I remember I remember having a conversation with with one of my colleagues, um, and she was saying how you know she she's talking to this to someone out someone else, and and she's been made to feel less than she's been belittled and i was like that that's not happening not a chance i so i I, so i in my most professional manner possible i sent an email to the person i'm like hey let's have let's have a talk we're gonna we're gonna talk this out because by no means will you belittle the people on my team you know and so yeah um, you feel like you said you feel responsible for people and and you want to be able to lead them properly like i i want my team to feel loved and cared for like i i i will over Christmas, I um, I wrote I wrote uh, little cards for them, and I we sent, we mailed them out because people love receiving mail, you know. And it's it's they feel, love it. You're it's right. little things, you know. It's just little things yeah. to make sure that people know that you appreciate them and care for them, and um, and then it, I feel that that also inspires them to do more, you know. It inspires them to be like, hey, this person cares, and I want to do even better than I've been doing, right? And so um, exactly. I've, I've always been on the mindset that if you take care of your people first, everything else will be taken care of. So I, I'm, I'm with you there. I hear you. Yeah. Right. And 
as a leader, you're also setting, you're also setting a, um, what's, the, what's the term for it? Um, a workplace culture. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's important as a leader um, mm -hmm. to make sure that that work, that the workplace culture is kept yes. and that everyone is in fact helping each other and not belittling each other. Cause then, mm -hmm. then a team doesn't work like that. Right. No, not at all. Not at all. Like I, I, I hear you completely, you know, that workplace culture, I think is, is super important. I've been, I've been, I've had jobs where the culture is super toxic and I've had jobs where mm -hmm. I, the where everybody is everybody's best friend. And I love you, you see the stark difference in productivity uh, between the two. You know, I've, I remember working a job where I would drive, I would drive up and I'd be like, I don't want to go inside. I do not want to go inside because I do not want my time and energy to be wasted. And then I have yeah. jobs where I can't wait to wake up and go to work, you know? And so um, there's, it's a stark difference and it makes such a huge impact just in, just in your, your everyday life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I feel like people are the happiest when they can wake up and enjoy the work they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I, I see that as a leader, you're, you're, you're creating that environment. And I, I, I know for a fact that the people on your team enjoy doing the work as, as difficult as turning plastic into bricks may be. <laughs> I know that they enjoy the challenge every day with you. And that's, that's the thing. Ed. You got to also find people that enjoy challenges because yeah. that's how the best work happens when people challenge themselves and they need to think outside of the box. Exactly. You got to grow. You have to grow at some point, you know, now in, in, uh, in starting green bricks, or I can, I can mean, honestly, I can only imagine the, the difficulties you must have had, you know, aside from COVID, because I feel that that's just put a blanket on everything. Uh, aside from COVID, um, what sort what sort of difficulties have you had starting Green Bricks or you know attaining obtaining the technology that you have or even coming up with the ideas to to create plastic bricks or bricks from plastic? So yeah, so there's certain problems that I had when you know bring when working on the idea of green bricks because mm -hmm. I lived on a on-campus incubator, which essentially they help you with, with your business idea. Mm -hmm. And a key thing that I've learned or they helped me learn was you need to have a set, like you need to solve a certain problem mm -hmm. and you need to define that problem before jumping to making something to solve whatever problem you have in your mind. You need to really define your problem. So that's something that I struggled with um, personally because I was like, because in my mind, I was like, all right, great. You know, I'm going to make bricks. I'm going to send them to Peru and, you know, make houses there. But then, but then I started to think, well, making bricks in Peru is going to be harder than making them here in Canada. Because, mm -hmm. you know, well, they're different fact, like in Peru, there's not that the recycling system isn't as sophisticated as it is here in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, different issues like that. Um, and then I was, and then in order to prove the, that green bricks works, 
like how was I going to do that that was something that I had an issue with how was I going to bring bring green bricks to the market was I going to bring it to the market as just another building as just as another brick or am I going to find another creative way and and I feel like all those problems have lead to this vision that I have now that I know for a fact is going to make green bricks well I don't know for a fact but like I have a feeling that mm. a gut feeling as a leader that it's going to help grow a popularity of green bricks so yeah. what I mean by that is instead of just selling these bricks to anybody I want to help as I said people here in our own community I want to have a pilot project where I can make these houses for low-income families living on reserves for mm -hmm. First Nations and then hopefully once that concept is proven and people say see that wow these bricks actually do work and substantially cheaper than building with cement um, mm -hmm. or clay bricks um, or wood um, yeah and it's cheaper too which is the beauty of it mm -hmm. um, the, all those problems that I had led to what I have Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if that answered your question, but yeah. those were problems that I had to deal with in order to get where I am now. Yeah, no, those are definitely, definitely a lot of issues that honestly, like I, I I'm trying to think that you, this is so far out of my scope. Like I do not understand, but I am so grateful to, to be able to have this conversation with you because I feel that it, 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 it brings light to areas of life that people may not necessarily um, look at. You know, we, I, I know we talk about, um, we talk about, oh, we need to build, build houses for the homeless. We need to do, we need to do that, this, we need to do that. But no one thinks about the types of materials that are needed in order to build those houses for homeless. And no one under, no one really thinks about, um, you know, all that actually goes into funding these 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 ventures or you know mm -hmm. or finding the land to to put the houses or um all that kind of stuff and people i i know that people kind of get on the government for a lot of things and rightfully so put pressure but yeah. um people can seem to rush a process that they don't necessarily have a full understanding of and to hear that hear you talk about green bricks and bringing your brick you're bringing a brick to the market of bricks that are out there that to me that that's a concept that I, i'm like i don't know why okay it's another brick but it's not another it's brick. yeah because it's a new market essentially you're you're turning plastic plastics that people are throwing away and essentially our tax money is being used to get rid of it right exactly yeah and reducing it from the environment um there's it was a fun fact well not it's not really fun fact, but <laughs> Here in Canada, we only recycle 9% of plastics. Nine? And 9% of plastics. What? And the reason being is there are two, we don't, there are two common plastics that are, that are recycled. And we, we can only find, they're the most, I guess, valued plastics because mm -hmm. you can, you don't have to mix newer plastic in it to, mm -hmm. but yeah, I thought that was mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> Just That's so much plastic being, thrown away and and now with microplastic i don't know if you've heard but like in december of last year they found um 
a fetus with like microplastics in it and then you're thinking yeah and then you're thinking like what you know we dug such a big hole for ourselves with, with yeah. plastics and now we're finding out the effects of it and oh, Lord. you think is it too late mm-hmm. to go back mm-hmm. it's not too late it's not too late it's not too late no no exactly exactly that's that's insane now just 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 for curiosity i you could you could i i want you to explain the process if you can just just because like i i want to hear it in 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 your words and then if i don't if i don't get it we can we can bring it down to to layman's terms uh but in 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 your words can you explain the process of transforming plastics into a brick okay so what we do is we collect from waste management systems um, we purchase plastics off them mm-hmm. um, just to just to make it clear we're not we're not in the process of actually making the we're just prototyping but the way we would go about to do it doing it is purchasing these plastics off waste management systems so wherever we have the factory we just purchase the plastics out of um, the waste management in that specific mm-hmm. location and we would collect those plastics, wash those plastics. Um, we'd have to shred those plastics and then put those plastics through an extruder. So essentially what that does is it melts the plastic and it turns it into it's sort of like a spaghetti, looks mm-hmm. like spaghetti. And essentially there's, you cool it down and then you cut that spaghetti into little tiny pellets. Mm-hmm. And then with those, with those pellets, then you can, you mix them with different chemicals that help them bind together mm-hmm. and different um, the different chemicals such as like fire retardant chemicals mm-hmm. because one of the big questions that I got during pitching was making a brick out of plastic like that's pretty flammable because plastic is flammable mm-hmm. so but there's solutions to that right there are different chemicals that can reduce the flammability of a of a brick I mean people make houses out of wood and wood exactly. is very yeah. flammable. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit of the process that when, once we get those pellets, we then put them through another extruder mixed with those chemicals. And then it's extruded into, instead of the spaghetti like um, form, it's then molded into these bricks. Mm. And the beauty of it is these bricks are made in a way where it's like a Lego. So, you can stack them on top of each other and and the good thing about that is you save a lot of time when building a wall and yeah. you don't have to wait for it to dry um because you don't have to you don't have to pay for extra um, adhesives such mm-hmm. as concrete um which is great and yeah and and also the cost of these plastics since there's no real market for it would be little to nothing mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a little bit about the process. No, there's more into like the chemicals and all that, but since we're still prototyping, I don't want to say what chemicals, yes, just in case those chemicals don't work and someone's out there, you know, doing it. But yeah. 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 No, that's, that's, that's incredible. And uh, are you able to, now you mentioned before that we only, we only recycle 9% of plastics um, is are you able to make bricks essentially out of any plastics? That's that's the goal. 
Okay. That's the so the goal is so that's one of the problems I saw is the reason why you have so much cont plastic contamination is because we haven't spent time and money finding other ways to recycle those other types of mm -hmm. pla of plastics. Mm -hmm. So, fun fact: there's a company in Nova Scotia called Goodwood Plastic. Okay. And essentially, they're doing something similar, but instead of making bricks, they make um, hardwood floors mm -hmm. out of recycled plastic, and it, and they actually recycle seventy percent. From what I read on the CBC article, they re they recycle seventy percent of Nova Scotia's plastic. Wow, which is crazy. That's that's yeah. insane. Wow, yeah. man, it, it's honestly like I. It seems really interesting just to be able to 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 take essentially everyday items and make them and change them to to make bricks you know what i mean to, yeah. to make bricks like it and it's i feel like that's another way to create a sustainable earth and um i'm, I'm sure sustainability is is a, a question that you've come up in in pictures as well and um and these are th things that you're addressing and i'm i'm just super excited to see the the product that that green bricks is creating because i i think this is going to be the wave of of the world uh if it, i don't know why it hasn't been that way already we see we see all the plastic that we're where we're throwing away and no one doing anything yeah. with it but i'm so happy to see uh like you and people like you that are changing essentially change the narrative and and trying to and doing what you can to save the earth everyone's like recycle recycle you're changing you're clean the earth mm -hmm. All right, cool. But now, what's happening when those recycle recyclables are not being recycled, right? So exactly, yeah. So thank you for taking the step to to be that leader and and to to step up and do what needs to be done. Thank you, thank you. Like, just imagine an IKEA, like an, something like an IKEA, but the products are just recycled plastic and they sell for cheaper. <laughs> that that'd be great. That would be great. You know, and with with instruction in English or language that makes sense to you, <laughs> because sometimes sometimes those instructions are very very difficult. I can't do better anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what is what's the next step in your journey? Like, what what's next for Green Bricks? Right now, you said you're in the prototyping stage. Um, what what yeah. you're next? So, currently, so. Once finished the prototyping stage, the next step would, well, as as we um, continue with the prototyping stage, we'll also be continuing with fun, like raising funds. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully once our prototype is finished with, we can then pitch to, so to say the big league, I guess big, <laughs> bigger pitch competitions that, yeah. you know, are worth more money. Mm -hmm. um, and then hopefully with those funds, then we can start our first, we can have our first um, factory here in mm -hmm. Waterloo. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully from there, once, you know, concept is proven that actually does work, then we can expand to different, different little cities like Burlington. Yeah. Um, you know, because every, every city or every town has their own waste management system everyone produces plastic mm -hmm. that plastic ends up in one place mm -hmm. and it's easier to make a, to make these bricks close to somewhere that has where you can get access to these plastics absolutely so 
the next big step, I guess, would be actually making a house and partnering with different construction companies like Elliston, which make um, modular housing okay. for homeless people. Nice. So I want to first start off with helping um, First Nations and then and then basically anyone who needs affordable housing that can't they can't afford expensive you know material mm -hmm. but that's still just want a warm place to live in yeah um i want to provide that for people mm -hmm. and hopefully even bring this product to any homeware store literally since it's a plastic you can mold it into anything and that's something true. i was thinking about is you can even make bumpers for cars. Yeah. Like, and it's stronger because these these bricks have double the compressive strength as clay bricks. So imagine making imagine making a bumper out of it. Because yeah. now nowadays like car like big car manufacturers are into you know the recycling. They make their seats out of pl recycled plastics. Mm. So that's an idea in, in works, mm -hmm. but there are many avenues it could go. Yeah. Absolutely. But first is housing, of course. Nice, man. I, I, I love one, one, one thing, one thing I'll, I'll say before we keep going is that I, I love the passion in your face and your voice as you're, as you're speaking about it. These are things like I, I, these are things that I, I have no idea about, but to hear them, to hear them from you and to see what you guys are doing, to see what you're doing with Green Bricks and how you want to change communities, I like it, it gets me excited. And I'm like, I, I want to build a brick. I, I'm not going to build a brick, but <laughs> but it gets me excited about what you're doing. And I'm so I'm so grateful that that you had the opportunity that you, I gave, that you you wanted to be part of this too, because now that people hearing this, they they might you know be inspired to do something different. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, and I hope they I hope they do. And that's essentially why another reason why I'm thinking about it, whether or not to, to patent the idea, because the, the end goal is really to reduce plastic, right? Mm -hmm. So might keep it um open concept. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Megan, thank you for sharing that. I know um personally I I've learned a lot from my, my my before this conversation my idea of turning brick into to turning plastic into brick was you know, adding it down i had, i had no i did have no concept but to hear that you you put it through several processes of you know breaking it down and then binding it together and then making a brick like i'm, I'm thinking it, it's a brick that thing has to be strong so i can only imagine how much goes into making that one brick so thank you for enlightening yeah me everybody else yeah and actually you bring up going back to one of the questions said one of the problem no it's not a problem but a setback um it's not, well it's not a setback but we need to get building codes approved right mm -hmm. you need to get the building codes approved before building something in cannabis and that's crazy expensive i didn't know it was it was very expensive but mm -hmm. But yet again, speaking to people, they, they said like, well, if you have something that's worth, you know, investing money and time into, you might as well do it, like, even though it's, exactly. yeah, 
being a leader means like putting your all into it, right? So putting your all into it, hundred percent. You have yeah. to put yourself out there. You know, sometimes you'll you'll get that rejection. It, it can sting, but you got to put your all into it because someone will say yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not everyone, and I don't think everyone is supposed to agree with everyone's way of thinking, right? Exactly. Exactly. I just it just takes those people that do think the same to then spark ideas <laughs> exactly yeah. no that not that's true i think if we have people that just keep saying yes to everything or if everybody agrees to everything anybody says then we'll we won't have any refined ideas you know you exactly. need that you need that challenge to grow you need that pressure uh the the opposition in order to grow right and so i, th- I think i think it's great that's a great mindset to have Thank you. Nice, nice. So now we've we've talked we've talked about Greenbridge. We talked about uh, uh, your leadership definition. We talked about your growth as a leader through Greenbricks, and we talked about what's next. Can you give us? Can you give us a piece of advice to someone who's looking to step up into a leadership role? Yeah, for sure. So I have three points. Um, the first one being stick to what you truly believe in. Mm. If you're gonna fill in the role as a leader you need you just have you have to believe in what you're working with you have to or else how is everyone else that follows you supposed to mm-hmm. you know believe in you as well uh, the second point is don't give up every time there's a roadblock yeah um you need to learn from you need to learn how to grow from your mistakes and that goes back to what i said before fail fast fail better yeah and the third point is advise with your team and share your aspirations. I emphasize, I emphasize that it's not only about advice, like it's not only about advice yourself, but it's mm-hmm. about advising everyone. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. As a leader. Yeah. That makes sense. No, I, th- I, th- I think that's those are three very key points to remember. And um, I know that I'll, you know, when, when, when we post this episode, I'm going to make sure I put those, that those down in the description. So, so they're right there. First thing anybody sees and it, it's, it sticks with people. Like I think that is, those are very key aspects to take on anybody's journey. You know, you, you'll, yeah. you'll need to kind of keep them at the forefront and, and walk with them. Exactly. You need to advance with your team share that as aspiration exactly exactly no thank you more i really appreciate you man uh now that the last question that i did not give you before actually um do you have any books that that you can recommend or or a podcast that you listen to a, a youtube video like now nowadays not not everybody reads but everybody consumes information some way is there anything that you would recommend someone take in yeah well podcasts that i like um i enjoy listening to the joe rogan show a lot great podcast um just because they they go off topic all the time mm-hmm. and it's just always something to talk about and just things that i really enjoy hearing mm-hmm. and there's a book actually that i actually have it right here um my brother um it's his well it's not his book but he gave it to me to read it's called Atomic Habits. Ooh, okay. And essentially, it teaches you different ways to to get into the habit of 
so if you have a goal what 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 are different steps you can take in order to reach that goal mm. so whether like say you have you want to learn how to draw well then take 30 minutes out of maybe every day or if you can't every day take an hour of your week to slowly learn that mm-hmm. and that's sort of what the book is about and how to make that's sure really cool yeah that that's definitely really cool all right so the joe rogan podcast and atomic habits we will link those yeah. down if anybody has time i know you do because all you, you listen to podcasts right now <laughs> go in take take in the book and listen to the podcast i promise you you will be better for it mark thank you man really thank you no thank you I, this thank this you, was Jack. this was a lot of fun um it's definitely outside our, our 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 scope but thank you for for bringing it in because it's super important and leadership transcends avenues it's not is not you know for one specific aspect of life leadership is in everything yeah so thank you for for showing us that. Thank you for 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 coming in talking about green bricks and thank you for saving the planet. We need more years on this on this earth. So thank you. <laughs> it's it's everyone's effort that's going to save it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you thank very you. much, Doctor. Nay, no, thank I you. I appreciate this a lot. Of course, man. Happy to have. And you. this is the first podcast I've ever been in, so it's an honor that it's the first one is your podcast. So. Man, it's it's it is is my is my honor, my privilege to have you on, bro. It's it was definitely incredible. So thank you, yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of the for listening to this podcast again. I know that I was inspired and I I got geeked up seeing Mark get geeked up. So I hope that you did too. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, again, message us whenever. We love to hear from you. Different names for success, but we gon' taste. Keeping metal on tango, me okay. Gold medals round next, CFL ranks, Bell Kings, Queens, BTG, repeat rotate.